the Weeb Initiative, I'm your host, The Weeb. This is the show where every other week I'll be talking about anime, manga, and everything in between. This week I'll be talking about an anime that has so much legacy and so much impact in everything we watch nowadays that, I mean, it doesn't need any more introductions. I'm talking about Sailor Moon, but following the theme of this season, I'm talking about Sailor Moon because I want to introduce the Maho Shoujo genre, or the Magical Girl as some know it. Also because the next week I will be talking about um, another type. Uh, let's just say this week I'll be talking about the classical Maho Shoujo style of anime. And what is better than the, the one that put it on the map? I mean, Sailor Moon is and will always be the... S- Maho Shoujo reference for everyone and everything we ever see. Anyways, before I even start uh, rambling about it, let's first get to the disclaimers. The disclaimer number one uh, is spoiler alert, although, I mean, it's Sailor Moon at this point. If you didn't watch it, I would suggest you watch it just because, I mean, it is uh, a piece of history, more or less. And also because, <clears throat> I mean, it's not that bad. I'll talk more about it in the review, but anyways. Second disclaimer, I'll be talking about the first anime from 1992. Uh, so none of the remakes. I think there are, from what I remember, three remakes. Uh, the original run, the first remake from the early 2000s, I think. And the, the remake they did... In back in the 2010s, I could be wrong about that. <clears throat> I don't actually, I don't actually remember the factuality of that. But that's that's not the point. The thing is, I'm talking about the original one. The third disclaimer, and this is a thing um, really more to me than really to the show. But some at some point to the show also, I'll be talking about just the first season of Sailor Moon. Big and not um, the full show. Uh, so the original one has 46 episodes, I think, plus the movie. But the movie doesn't actually count. I don't think it it is canon. But anyways, I'll be talking about just the first 13 episodes, which marks the first arc, which is the the let's say the passing of the first uh, main villain. Because first off, I I cannot as my current setup to do these videos to do these videos to do this podcast i cannot afford 46 episodes of any anime mainly in this time of year uh, beginning of the year because i'm kind of crunch at work so let's just say i could not do it so in order to get review out and introduce mostly the the journal I thought the f- the first arc is good enough because it shows already a whole lot of the um, hallmarks of the, the genre either way. And also because, if I'm being honest, 
next week's show is more or less my target, really. So I went, <laughs> I will get to that, but I went into Sailor Moon with no expectations, really. And let's let's just say it's kind of rough, but I mean, it's from 92. What, what do you expect? So anyways, before I even start with the, um, the story, let's get into the um, stats. So this series has a lot of stats. So I will just talk about the manga and the anime because let's just say the, the um, there's a lot of things here. So first off, right. Um, Sailor Moon was originally a manga written by Takeuchi Naoko, published by Kodansha. It, the original run was from December 1991 to February 1997. It has 52 chapters. I don't know how many volumes, but anyways. The television, the anime had the first, uh, let's say the first um, adaptation in 1992 to 1997 so more or less following the the manga the first anime has 46 episodes as as i already said and then the remake was from 2014 according according to wikipedia it started in 2014 and ended in 2016 the name of the remake was sailor moon crystal from what I gather, the adaptation is more or less the same, but they use more of the um, source material rather than adapting a lot of things. From what I can gather, it was because they more or less adapted things for not only the international market, but the um, Japanese market in itself. So there are things in the manga that could not be shown on TV. From what I gather, I cannot confirm this at this point. But anyways, and that's basically the stats. So Telemoon is basically an ever-living um, entity in the anime manga. So you can see its influences in everything nowadays, more or less. The so many of the of the gags of the some of the tropes really were born in Sailor Moon. Something like the girl uh, running late saying Chikoku with the toes on her mouth and the other things that came from Sailor Moon. They they actually came from here. And not only that, but a whole lot of other stuff that came from it. Uh, from story basis, the, um, a whole lot of the... Not only, let's say, the structure of anime and structure of episodes storytelling more or less so you can clearly see and i'm talking about in broad strokes here but if you watch it you can clearly see uh some newer anime that you watch it and you can clearly say point out that yeah this came from here this came from here this came from here and that's really nice i mean it is uh at the end of the day for me at the very least it is a historical analysis of a piece let's say it is really fun to me to see how things evolved from uh, evolved into the things we have today and to see the basis where they evolved from so 
coming back f f for a moment. See, when I did season one of the show, I mean, of the podcast, I talked a lot, and I mean a lot about Symphon Gear. And for better or for worse, Symphon Gear is a Mahou Shoujo show. And I, I'm not saying I like Symphon Gear just because of Mahou Shoujo. No, that's not it. But seeing this um, um, Sailor Moon, I really came back to Symphon Gear, really came back to a whole lot of other Mahou Shoujo shows that one that I will eventually talk about, one some that I would prefer not to talk about, and some that we'll see about it. But the thing is, right, so Mahoshuru is uh, a real genre, it, it has its hallmarks, and this is where it was born. So, just briefly to talk about the story, right, as I already told you, I'm kind of crunched for time, I don't want to make a shallow review but at the same time uh, let's get going before I start rambling again the thing is so the story so for one reason or another at some po point in her life we in her life uh, let's start again so at some point we are in Tokyo and we find our main protagonist Tsukino Usagi that is the titular protagonist really and for one reason or another she befriends a cat which has a moon in her forehead the cat talks and after some bantering for some reason Usagi gets this medallion pendant uh, you know what I mean the, the let's say her focus her her symbol and for one reason or another becomes uh, a sailor, uh, she becomes a sailor warrior, I think, what they say in the anime, she becomes Sailor Moon, and her mission is to fight the Yoma Kingdom Empire, they're basically aliens, aliens slash demons that come around to Earth to steal human uh, life energy in order to revive their their king, their ruler. And for the first arc, right, we see that Usagi starts out as a crybaby. She cries a lot, and I and I mean it. I'm not being sarcastic, sarcastic or anything, and not exaggerating. She cries a lot overall, and. Let me just say, it becomes kind of tedious after a while. So basically, she fights Yomas uh, in order to protect humanity. And for the most part, that's basically it. Eventually, we get to meet um, another another, other sa uh, sailor soldier, sailor guardians. I don't actually remember. So we, we then get to meet at the end of the first arc. Uh, both Sailor Mercury and Sailor Mars, and then we at the second at the second arc we get to see um, Sailor Pluto, and then Sailor Uranus and Neptune, and Sailor Saturn eventually too. Let's moralize it for the story. So let me talk about a bit of the episode structure, uh, just a tiny bit. The so the first season is pretty rough 
the it is pretty episodic. I mean, the only plot development really that happens is I think on episode 10 that's when uh, Sailor Mercury enters the picture and I think it's episode 10 but it is really late at the at that point uh, before that we have episodic happenings in the city so uh, for one reason or another the main character that is called uh, Jedaito Jade I, I don't actually know his name in English, but Jedaito, he is the the main lackey of the of the queen of the Yomas, and so his mission is to um, capture uh, steal life energy from humans in order to revive their the ruler, and so every episode he comes up with a scheme of getting desire from people so that he can steal. There are life energy. So, for instance, the first one, one of the first episodes, is about um, people desiring f to buy. Not only people, right? They they really focus on women, for the most part. And this is factual, right? I'm not exaggerating here. They really focus on women, for the most part. Men are really counted. So they're like two men that really, four men that really appear in the anime. That is the I don't actually remember his name, but it is the the Onisan for Usagi, who works at the arcade. That is for Crush, more or less. Taxido Mask or Taxido Kame, who is the main guy around the the memes from the sh the normie memes from the show, and eventually, um, for the most part, he helps. In combat, sometimes he like throws one rose, gets someone distracted, and that helps turn around the fight. That is the the basic formula of the of any combat in the first season. And then outside of those two, there is Usagi's father and Usagi's uh, little brother. That's about it. Any other mention of men is Umino, who's one of Usagi's classmates, who has a crush on her. And from then on, just extras. Outside from that, getting back to the to the schemes. So each each scheme is different, but mostly um, they and they pop up really just nonchalantly. Like, oh, there is this this jewelry store uh, around the block that's selling things really really cheap, and then people start buying it. And for some reason, the the jewels can absorb energy from people and, and from then on we eventually see a gym a clock store because the clocks make people stressed and steal their their energy for some reason and and there's a lot of it there's a fortune teller episode there's music episode the music episode is, is a bit different it's it's at the point that uh, the anime kind of begins to change in order to actually introduce Sailor Mercury but uh, the thing is right so every episode is a different um, let's say villain a different Yoma that appears in a different scheme there's one where they want to become idols and and so on and so forth that that's the basic deal so after some point uh, Sailor Mercury is introduced because 
she's in one episode where they are trying to steal energy from people going to cram schools because they are geniuses and whatever because i don't know man and then this following episode they find sailor mars who is um miko priestess in in a shrine and for some reason jedaito um disguises himself as uh staying helper and living helper right and he sells this uh, let's say this amulets which uh, draw energy from people and whatever basically the anime is pretty boring <laughs> but before the, before i get to my opinion let's let's just expand on the Mahou Shoujo theme uh, genre before I before I get to the part where I bash this this anime. So for the most part, what are the parts that define a Mahou Shoujo Mahou Shoujo anime? And, and this is kind of different from time to time, but um, the basic the the frameworks there. So in most cases your protagonist will be a cute girl generally from middle school to, um, I don't actually know how this works in English when you say it, but um, anyways, from middle school to high school, generally, I think there is case, there are cases where the, the person is already an adult, but those are rare. Let's just say in general terms. So the girl is generally a middle schooler or a high schooler, really, they're generally let's say um cutesy in the way that they're fragile they have dreams they are idealistic other things and physical features are let's say optional so the 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 gluten where they they eat a lot the being dense being kind of an airhead that that's that's optional right but uh, the idealistic the um, optimistic also optimistic also optimistic is debatable but the the thing is right so the template for the maho shoujo protagonist is out there already <laughs> if you watch like two of them you see what i'm talking about and then we get to the to the framework of the anime so first off we, we need to get a cute mascot that talks uh there are no maho shoujo mascots that don't talk they all talk they are generally either small animals or uh, in some cases they are formless, let's say, creatures. Or they are like, um, I don't know, a rab... The one I'm, ta- I'm, I'm thinking about right now is not really, uh, let's say, a normal Maho Shoujo. But let's just say he's the, the head of a bunny. But anyways, the, the thing is, you have to have the... Um, your mascot which is the let's say the the one that introduces the girl to the concept of being a magical girl and introducing them to the concept of saving lives or saving people or saving the world and uh, having the mission and whatever most times the the part is mostly the same the and also the, the design is pretty similar in some cases a lot of them you see uh, full of ribbons, uh, and and I'm talking about this like this is a this is a formula, but it is something like it happens um, casual 
how can I say it? It happens so much that you start to build this relationship between the things. So the uniforms are in general full of ribbons. Red to red to pink is generally the main girl's attire with uh, the main main color also or the highlights would be in, in white so pink red white um in the case of sailor moon there's a, a big presence of blue because of the the sailor uniform but that's that depends but i'm, I'm just spitballing here um from this point on the as i already said the mascot is the one that introduces the the concept and the powers around then on we have the introduction of more uh, magical girls the this eventually happens um eventually happens after i don't know some development um from the main character because the main character always starts always starts as a really mature really scared about the fighting really scared about the, the powers in some cases um they don't actually know how to how to control their powers or they don't actually know uh, what they are doing actually be because they are fighting but they don't actually know the the purpose of it and eventually we get the introduction of the of more magical girls let's just say that in some cases uh, talking about specifically the classical magical girl and um, classical maho shoujo the introduction of more uh, magical girls is generally meant as adding allies to the cause so they eventually become a big group that fight evil and whatever uh, next week we'll talk about this because next week's a bit more let's say morally ambiguous but that's not to say about uh, right now anyway so from the, from this point on right so we get um, so we talk about the main character, the mascot, the allies, the more magical girls, because that's the thing, right? There's never, and I can say this with confidence. There's never only one, because <laughs> there are seven billion people in the world. There's no way there's only one heroine around the whole world. That being said, what else do I need to talk about really in this formula? So, the idealistic, um, generally you see that a lot of the conflicts that happen, uh, let's say the, the inside conflicts that happen, is due to the pessimistic outlook in life from the protagonist or other um, girls. And this generally uh, lights up the next part where they talk a lot about the power of love, the power of friendship. The, that joke that we all say that uh, maybe the maybe the the prize was the the friends that we made along the way. Mahoshojo is that phrase in a nutshell, and that's more or less it about the the show. The, um, and and this is a thing, right? For for a classical Mahoshojo in general, and this is like ninety percent of the cases. There's no killing, there's no death. Rarely, rarely there's blood. Um, action scenes don't actually revolve around really action. You will see that in most cases, the animation is kind of rough in general because, um, 
I don't know, man. They they don't 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 actually want to show action shoujo anime. I I don't know why, but anyways, that that's not the point. The thing is, right? So there's generally not many killing. There's nothing really. It's really sanitized in a way. It's really family friendly. It, it is for kids, for the most part. So um, that's basically it, right? So the 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 template for classical mahoshu is basically that. It is a really family friendly, um, really light action, just uh, idealistic fight the bad guys. At some points in the, watching the the anime, I actually thought. Oh, this is Tokusatsu, but for girls. In a way, I think that's diminutive, but at the same time, it kind of feels like it. Um, I mean, the, the transformation scenes are iconic, and I can't really describe it well, but the, um, the thing is, right, the transformation scene is just iconic. Um, one of the things that happens a lot after that happened a lot after Sailor Moon is that the transformation scenes became more uh, commonplace, let's say, and it became commonplace so much that I have to actually mention this. Uh, going way back in the podcast, Kill la Kill was made as a, as a, not a parody, but a, as a satire to the Maho Shoujo, so... <laughs> In a way, you could say that Kill Akio's Mahoshuru anime really kind of... That's a stretch. I'm mostly joking. But if we are, let's say, um, form radical, we could say that, yes, um, Kill Akio is uh, a Mahoshuru anime. That being said, I'm not talking about Kill Akio. Anyway, so that's the template... Let's talk about my opinion, because at this point I will just start repeating myself. The anime is pretty rough. It's it's kind of bad, really, to watch. And why do I say that? Because the animation is kind of pretty bad. And I want to believe it was because they had um, techn- technological limitation, given the, the year it was done. Because some of the things that happen are just terrible. They don't actually... Um, nowadays we see animation so much as... A com- so, I would not say it is easy, but you could say that even an anime that is badly animated, it's not really as bad as this one. So they cut a lot of frames. They There are some some things that happen like people going down downstairs and and stuff that just feels rough uh people appearing in frames they don't actually enter the frame moving they just appear out of nowhere they don't even slide because it would seem really bad but they just appear out of nowhere and for the most part the, the animation is pretty bad the um, I'm talking about now the story, the story for the first season is pretty, pretty bad. The, I think at the fourth or, six, or fifth episode, after I noticed that it would be just episodic stuff until something happened, 
oh my god, it was worse than Strawberry Panic. I, I just thought, oh my god, I just want to jump to the next thing that's happened. Because at some point, you know what's going to happen. They Something happens, happens with one of Usagi's friends, Usagi finds out, goes there, investigates, sees that, that, that there's a Yoma, transforms, talks a bit, the Yoma almost wins the fight, uh, Taxido Mask throws a rose in, at something and saves Usagi, and then Usagi just uses the, the tiara to, to defeat the guy. And that's it. That's basically it. The, the whole first season is basically it. Until, until some point where they want to start to change. But the thing is, it's pretty bad. So, outside from that, um, from that point on, that's about the animation and the story that I want to talk about. The um, one thing that I really, really want to, to say, there are two things actually. The first one is the music. God damn it, the music's good. It's good. It, it is my type of music. It has that city pop, 80s to 90s vibe to it. It is really, really nice. I really liked it. And, and at some point, actually, the aesthetics of it, I really liked the 90s, early 90s anime aesthetic for some reason. I, I don't actually know them. The name of it, I think there is a name for for the style, but um, easy to say, really nice, really nice style. The other thing is about the, the time capsule element to it. So, <laughs> and this is a thing, right? So it is so early nineties. They they talk about so much stuff that we don't talk about anymore. Um, seeing they using. Uh, tapes to listen to music, uh, floppy disks to use a computer. The notion of not knowing how to use a computer for a 14-year-old, it, it's such a wild ride in some cases. I was like, oh my god, this is not even even close. There's no mention of cell phones at any point in the first, in the first season at the very least. It is something... It's outstanding. I, I think it's really interesting to see something like that. Uh, the, the one tidbit I wanted to really touch on, just just uh, as a curiosity. In one of the frames, they show uh, um, Usagi's father and mother sleeping. And they sleep in, in separate beds. That was wild. And, and I don't actually know why they did that. But... I just thought, yeah, this is this is 90s, this is 90s Japan for some reason. I don't know, just a detail I caught. Um, whatever. So, again, before I start rambling, that's about it. I think that I, at the very least, I, I explained. I don't actually know if it came out really, uh, let's say, with clarity, but I basically explained the classical Maho Shoujo template. For you and next week I will discuss how things change around um, from from the early 90s to the mid 2010s early 2010s I think and well I, this is going to be next week anyways next episode uh, I don't actually do these things uh, week to week but anyways so that's about it thank you for listening if you like the show if you like what I do Please share, please follow, please subscribe, depending on the um, platform you're in. 
please join the Discord. If you can share with a friend, you know, the, the whole thing. And I hope to see you in the next one. Bye.